a production of WordSouth, a content marketing company. Story Connect, the podcast, helping communicators discover ideas to shape their stories and connect with their customers. Are you giving your customers a magical experience? And what can Disney teach us in the rural telco and electric world? Thank you for joining us on this episode of Story Connect Podcast. I'm your host, Andy Johns, and I'm joined today by a very special guest, John Formica. John, thanks for, uh, for being here. John is known as the ex-Disney guy, and uh, he will be joining us at the Story Connect Conference that we'll talk about a little bit later on. But John, thanks for joining me today. Oh, my pleasure, Andy, and uh, glad to be with you and glad to help out in any way. Great. Well, uh, as I said, John will be a speaker at Story Connect. Uh, Story Connect, the conference, is coming up uh, September uh, 13th to 15th. I'll go ahead and say that um, uh, I've been to, I think, 14 or 15 different telco conferences in the past year, and um, John was my favorite speaker that I've heard from any of those, so I'm thrilled that you'll be speaking um, with us, John, and, and I like... Uh, like the approach, like the energy, everything. I think people are really in for a treat. So we're we're looking forward to having you at Story Connect. Thank you, thank you. Uh, it's a, thank you for your kind comments. And uh, we're gonna uh, we're gonna bring a lot of content. We're gonna bring a lot of materials. But I promise you, we are going to have fun, and it's gonna be a great experience. And we're gonna make it memorable to set the tone of the conference. But I heard it's a great conference, and I'm just honored to be a part of it. Great. Well, we're, we're excited to have you. So let's talk a little bit about your background because uh, I think that's specifically the part that, that you talk a lot about and I remember in your presentation um, that you have uh, discussed quite a bit is your time at Disney. Of course, you have some other experience in the hospitality business as well. But why do you think it is that the, um, the Disney company and just the whole Disney brand is so applicable, um, the things that you learn there, the things that you teach from there, <clears throat> that's so applicable to um, the rural telephone world, the rural electric world, and, and some of the other businesses that you speak at. Absolutely. You know, it's, I, I was a sponge to the Disney model when I worked there. I worked there for over 11 years, and I managed their hotels and resort properties. And my role for the company was to uh, build a resort empire and create an experience. When I got to Disney, there were four hotels on a campground, and we had 16 brand new hotels on the drawing board. And like anything else, Disney's competing with, with a lot of other hotel chains and a lot of other establishments out there and, and uh, vacation and timeshares. And so what we needed to do is not just rest on the laurels of it's Disney and it has a great theme park, but what can we do to create experience in the resort properties that will make you want to stay there and will differentiate you from and your hotel stay than anywhere else. And so that was my role to create those experiences. And and now I, I, I travel the world sharing the Disney model. And, and I always ask this simple question, Andy, and that is, if Disney ran your business, what would it look like? So in other words, if Disney ran your organization and, and all the different uh, components of, of what you all do and all your, all the, everyone that, that, that is part of the co-op and the rural electric and the telephone, if Disney ran it, what would that look like? And I'm not saying that Disney would be able to do a better job than you all because they do a gr you all do a great job. But what would Disney do differently? And I know I, when I ask that question, everybody thinks of what Disney's known for. And then, and then, but but that's a resort. That's an entertainment giant. You know, we're just a rural electric or we're just telephone. We're not that. And, and what I like to do is tell you what Disney does, how they do it, why they do it, and then connect the dots 
so that you or any organization can do the same things to attract more members and clients, to keep the ones that you have, and create a work environment where people want to be a part of that organization and to build your culture and brand. And those are some of the things that I'm going to be sharing with. More importantly, you think of the things that Disney known for, cleanliness, attention to detail, a great experience, uh, great relationships, friendly and helpful people, uh, going out of their way and exceeding the expectations. What business shouldn't be doing those same things to differentiate themselves from everyone else? And the challenge is some don't do those sort of things. So I'm going to encourage them, show them how they can do the same thing. There may be folks in there who are not necessarily customer service uh, representatives or who may not even be involved with that uh, department, but there's a lot about um, company culture involved in that too. And it sounds like um, at Disney, they're, they're well known for their company culture, but it sounds like that's what you'll be going into too. So there may be, there may be some stuff there as well in the presentation quite a bit for folks who even aren't necessarily those front-facing customer representatives, but they're you know, involved in leadership at a company or uh, kind of setting the tone internally. Absolutely. You know, one of the things that everybody would love to improve, get better, provide a great experience, but most companies, most businesses focus on, you know, we're going to do a training program, and then after the training program, we're going to just change. And we know what happens six months later, nobody remembers what they heard and talked about and that kind of stuff. The secret is to create a culture. And the culture focuses around what you said, Andy, is you've got to have a purpose. You've got to figure out what's the why of, the, of, your, of any organization. And the why is not necessarily to market your business or organization, but the why is to internally realize that I have a reason why I chose to work for this company or this organization. And whether, just like you said, whether I'm not in front line, I'm not dealing with customers or members or clients, if I believe truly believe in what the company stands for, then I'm going to do it because I want to, not because I have to. And I'm going to do it to help each other. A quick example, and I'll share this, is that Disney's purpose is to make people happy. We all know that, but that's not a marketing thing. That's internal, which means that the, every person that gets hired at Disney, you need to make people happy, whether they are an internal customer or an external customer. And that's how you build the culture so people aren't saying, well, that's not my job, that's your job. You do that. I, I don't do that. And then all of a sudden, these silos, these walls, the barriers go up, it's got to be a seamless organization where everybody's driven to the same purpose. And in, in the industries that you all are associated with, you have a great purpose message. And I'm going to tap into that to help you create that culture. There was one example that I remember that really stood out to me from when I heard you speak um, in Virginia. Um, but it was about the parades. And you were talking about people, you know, folks being trained to anticipate the questions and what are customers really asking and uh, if, you, if you could run over that example again, if you don't mind, but just you know, the, the people are trained, the Disney staff is trained to know what people really mean when they ask, uh, what time does the parade start? And I think that's a, that's a pretty applicable story about anticipating that customer question. Absolutely. That's, that's absolutely great. I love sharing the story. The, the key is that you know we try to differentiate, and what Disney really does, this Walt Disney came up with a great quote, and he says, you need to understand that you don't build a product for yourself. You need to understand the mindset of your customers and build the products for them. 
So give it, what is it that they want? And as a consumer, as a customer, we all want people to listen to us, right? We all, we all want people to pay attention, right? So when I have a complaint or I have an issue or I have a concern or I just have a question, I'm going to ask the question. And, and so, the, so really the thought is, are you really listening? Now, Disney is trained to not just listen to what was asked, but listen behind the question of what is it that they're really asking? And the, and the example you're talking about, Andy, is that one of the, the most popular questions that we got asked all the time in the parks or even in the resorts was what time is the three o'clock parade? And that, it sounds absurd because right. what do you mean what time is the three o'clock parade? It's three o'clock, right? So the typical response that most people would say is, all right, you don't want to make the customer feel bad. So you just say, oh, it's three o'clock, right? That's not what they're really asking. They wouldn't have asked you what time the three o'clock parade is if they didn't know it. But what they're really asking is, where should I stand for the parade? Or where's a, what time should I be there? Or I heard that the, when the parade comes, you, you should go on the rides because they're less crowded and, uh, and utilize those. Or, or maybe they're wondering, you know, are the kids really going to enjoy this parade? Is it, it's kind of long. Are they going to really sit through this? So, Instead of answering the question by saying three o'clock, Disney would say something like, wow, you're going to go to the parade today? It's awesome. The parade's going to come right down here about 3.05, and they would point out a spot in, on the street and say, hey, try to get there about 2.30, one of the greatest spots to see the parade. And you have kids, oh my gosh, the kids are going to love it. There's so much fanfare, there's so many characters, there's so many floats, and, and your kids are going to go there, and, and Mickey's going to be on the last float. And please make sure you have your camera ready, because you may never, ever see Mickey in that costume again. Now, did I answer the question? Of course I didn't, because I didn't say it's 3 o'clock. But I, asked, I answered the question to what they're really asking. So in any business, I work with salespeople. A lot of times people will say something like, is that expensive? And the salesperson says, oh, no, it's not expensive. And they start blabbering around. That's not what they're asking. What they're really asking is you haven't given me enough value to me to make a decision to see it's worth the money or whatever it might be. In the hotel environment, we use the example of we ask what time checkout is. We go to the front desk clerk and we ask what time checkout is. We really know what time checkout is. But what we're really asking is what do we do with our luggage? Can I can I stay a few minutes longer? Um uh, can I take this conference call? You're going to be knocking on the door, you know, asking me to leave it at 1101. That's what we're really asking. So try to anticipate those sort of things. And when you do, and you answer that question in a different way than just customer service oriented, and now you're trying to create an experience, it becomes memorable. They'll talk about it. They'll say, oh, wow, that person was so nice. That person was great. And that's how the stories get to be told. The last thing I wanted to ask you uh, was just, um, I'm really looking forward to the keynote address that you'll be doing, but there's a workshop that you have planned. Can you tell us a little bit about, um, about what the, the difference will be or, or what, you, what you've got planned for that workshop? I think we're going to be focusing on really on, on making relationships magical, how to connect with people. Um, you know, communication is valuable in any industry, any business. We know that, but, but we want to learn, and I love to share, is how do you connect with people so that you become likable and memorable and they talk about you? One, one, one of the greatest things that Disney that happens at Disney is that customers and guests form relationships with even the hourly cast members. Even somebody that is really not important, really in the, 
in the organizational chart, but they're just they're just normal people. But they develop such a wonderful connection that they talk about these people. And it's kind of interesting, Andy. When I when I travel around and I ask people, what was the best part you loved about your Disney vacation or what did you you know, what was the thing you talk about? Nobody tells me that the hamburgers taste great. Nobody tells me about the rides. Nobody tells me about the monorail. They'll mention an example about a person. They'll say the housekeeper or the front desk clerk or the bus driver or the ride or the manager that kept that walked by. They'll talk about those sort of things. And so in your business, in your industry, you really have a lot to do with building those relationships. And I want to make sure that people understand how to connect, not only with your clients, but how to connect as a leader, how to connect to each other to build stronger teams. And uh, we're going to have a lot of fun uh, understanding that concept. And I, I get people at the end that tell me that they wish their spouse would have heard it because now they're going to be able to connect better with their own spouses. So you're going to get benefits from all kinds of things. Well, John, we could keep going on for a while. There are a lot of other examples I remember about everything from the, the name tags being worded a certain way. Just so many things Disney does to make it a magical experience. And I know that you'll be uh, sharing those with um, our attendees at Story Connect. I don't want to go in anymore because then I'm afraid I'll, I'll give away too much of the, uh, the, the lecture. So um, I think everybody's looking forward to it. Again, Story Connect. Uh, you can go to storyconnect.com. There are, is a registration available. Um, you'll download the PDF and you can mail it to us uh, to register. We're looking forward to a great conference again September 13th to 15th in Huntsville, Alabama. Uh, and uh, John is going to be a centerpiece of that. And John, thank you for joining me uh, in this podcast and thank you for uh, coming to our conference. My, my pleasure. If, if everybody's wondering what their organization would look like if Disney ran it, be there. Don't miss out. And we're going to show you how they do it. But more importantly, we're going to show you how you can do that too. Great. Well, that's fantastic. And uh, I'm looking forward to it. Uh, thank you guys for uh, listening to this podcast. Be sure to, uh, to listen for our next one. Go ahead and subscribe so you can get all of the podcasts. And uh, we are, are looking forward to seeing uh, quite a few of you in person at Story Connect. Thanks for, uh, thanks for listening. I'm your host, Andy Johns. I've been joined by John Formica. And until we talk again, keep telling your story. You've been listening to Story Connect, the podcast, a production of Word South, a content marketing company.